Are you ready? Baby, we done it. We're rich, baby. Conor McGregor made us rich. Coming in with you. the red panties. We're rich, baby. I said, are you We are here at Redline Radio for the We Like Sports Podcast. My name is Riggs, along with... Um, uh, we hope everyone's doing okay in this time. We're not going to talk about the C word like we talked about last week. Um, other than that... We are a uh, social distance away, though, so that's a positive. That is a positive for everybody watching or listening to this podcast. Um, we want to uh, hope uh, you guys uh, like, subscribe to all of our social media... Um, I don't want to sound like a walking billboard, but we have T-shirts. Yeah, oh, oh. fancy T-shirts. I mean, we didn't even plan this. We just like we just wore these shirts together. Um, I think you guys planned it. No, no honestly, we didn't. No, I was wearing my death row actual T-shirt, not my tank top. In. Riggs was too busy smoking weed before the show that he he just threw on a shirt and it just so happened to be that that shirt was a We Like Sports podcast shirt that could be found at teespring.com. Um, yes, that was a quick I, plug. Yes, it was. And plus, because my back's been killing me. Yeah, you gotta you gotta quit doing that uh, that thing. Uh, Tiff's uh, your your T shirt is in the mail. Um, actually, I do have it at the house. Uh, I have to deliver it to you, but with th- uh, social distancing, we have to stay away from each other. So, um, but next time I do see you, we will deliver that T shirt, Riggs and I personally. Um, as long as his back doesn't hurt, we'll be over to work out at some point. Um, oh, Tiff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, the social media, it, Twitter is at WeLikeSportsPC. Instagram is the same, at WeLikeSportsPC. We do have a YouTube channel now as well, which is we like Sports podcast i had to think for a second i almost said it's a youtube.com which would have been extremely obvious but our youtube is the we like sports podcast um make sure to subscribe to that we're also posting the live stream video as well um on the youtube page so make sure to subscribe leave us a like um coming up on today's show too also facebook we have the we like sports podcast facebook page as well but with a little bit of a preview for the show, we do have a action-packed show for you. Um, as mentioned, it is only Riggs and I. Keith is gone for today just because of the fact that he had some family situations going on, but it is what it is. All the best to him. We do miss him. Um, come back soon. Yeah, take your come, time. Come back next week if you can. Yeah, take your time, man. Shit. But, um as mentioned, though, we do have NFL to talk about. We do have some NCAA football to talk about, the coronavirus itself. And we also, yeah, I know I said the word, but, it, I mean, we'll try to prevent it as much as possible. I want oh, a dollar in the in the C jar. Um, but, yeah, um, we also have two interviews, too. One of those interviews from a minor league baseball player for the Los Angeles Angels, Max Herman. 
he will be on the show a little bit later. Tune in um, about 35 minutes from now, about the 8 o'clock hour, we'll be interviewing Max Herman. And then also we will be interviewing a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan as well regarding Tom Brady. Um, a little backstory really quick. I put in the group chat that we're going to end up interviewing a Buccaneers fan to talk about Tom Brady. And Riggs last night thought that we were interviewing Tom Brady. Yeah, I was um, I was a little bit, uh, well, you know what I was doing. I was partaking in what we call California hospitality. And I, you know, skimmed through the message because I was playing a video game that had me frustrated. And I seen that and I said, wait, no, the fuck we're not. And then I, re, you know, messaged you again about that and turned out I'm like, yeah, OK, I, I was wrong. But hey, either way, you know, interviewing anybody on this podcast is, you know, it's a great thing. I'm being humble and being complete honest. But damn, like we're not that big yet to get Tom Brady himself. But I understood. Right. Like I said, it was um, I was a little uh, self-medicated when yeah. I. I mean, it happens. You did it twice today or twice in the last two days, whatever. Uh, yeah, anyways, though, um, we are talking NFL. We'll jump into the NFL um, but before we end up going to our next break around 8 o'clock. So why not talk about the NFL? Um, Riggs, so Cam Newton got released by the Carolina Panthers. Is that a shock to you at all by any chance, just to see the way that like his career kind of went on a downhill spiral? Like, What what are your thoughts on Cam Newton just kind of like falling off of the face of the earth? Not a shock to me at all. Um, I knew he wasn't going to stay the rest of his career with Carolina. If he wasn't always going to be there, like, okay, like, didn't he have like a car accident like a year or so ago? Yeah, I think he also had like an accident. Uh, the motorcycle accident was Cleveland's own uh, Kellen Winslow, but that's a different story and a different topic. But uh, Right, but still. Yeah, so like Cam that... Newton also had like the injury. I mean, he's just in general injury prone. It's hard to believe he was a first overall pick at one point. Maybe that Super Bowl loss really just shook him down. And, you know, because I felt like we haven't seen the same Cam Newton since uh, that Super Bowl. I said the same thing. Yeah, because ever since then, it just his confidence as a player, and and then also Greg Olson, you know him and his injuries. You know who else was his target? Yeah, McCaffrey. You know, but how many times can a running back get beat on? Yeah, it's Steve Smith. Oh shit! Yep. Steve yeah, he did have yep. Steve mm-hmm. Smith for a while. He had Kelvin Benjamin, Philly Brown. I mean, they had like they had a decent team. I think honestly that Teddy Bridgewater, who the Panthers ended up signing as their new car- starting quarterback, I think he's going to be more successful than Cam Newton. Also, a really, like, really just to like kind of put specifics to it and enlighten people. If you didn't realize it or not, um, Kyle Allen, the backup quarterback that started after Cam Newton got hurt was traded away to the Redskins, actually had returned picks and whatnot, and actually was worth something, and Cam Newton got nothing in return whatsoever. They couldn't even trade him for a pop machine. So what what does that tell you how the franchise feels about Cam Newton? I mean... I would feel some type of way, honestly, if I was Cam Newton, but at the end of the day, it is a business which, you know, us as fans have to, you know, stop you know, watching sports with our hearts on our sleeves, and it, that's very hard to do at the end of the day, you know. So, Really weird fact really quick, though. I, I just went on Twitter. Uh, the Cheesecake Factory is trending. I wonder why. Who knows? Baker Mayfield might know. You know what would be crazy? Speaking of the Cheesecake Factory, you know what would be crazy if someone that worked at the Cheesecake Factory, like the owner or somebody, like came out with a personal cheesecake after Baker Mayfield? 
What, what would call you call it? Blowy or some? Oh, it comes with a candle. You have to blow out. <laughs> what would you What would you call your cheesecake if you were Baker Mayfield? That sounds like a name for your dick. <laughs> hmm, baked. Baked. See, Nissy, I'm going baked because that's the stoner in me. Like, oh, baked Mayfield, but. Because I don't want to get weird and call it like a gummy Mayfield. No, you can call it anything you want. It's a, your cake. A creamy baker. Well, man, what would I call my cheesecake after that? You get six of them in a box for Valentine's Day for your lady. Chocolates? What, whatever. I mean, like. Or cheesecake. No, the, the baker cheesecake, if they were to do that. Like, I don't know. A, a six-pack bundle? Ex- see, yeah. Oh, man. But I'm trying to think of, like, what I would need. Like, if I had the honor to actually have a cheesecake named after me because of an infamous stunt, pretty much, allegedly pulled, like Baker Mayfield, what would I name my cheesecake? Like, I think I wouldn't even name my cheesecake. I think I'd come up with a flavor, like an exotic flavor that I just want specifically, and that would be my treat afterwards. But uh, if I was to give fellatio behind a cheesecake factory and they were wanting to honor me or be petty about the situation, I would want it to be called like the parking lot. Uh oh, <laughs> that's just call like... it the parking lot patty. Ooh, okay. If you're calling it the parking lot, uh oh, it sounds like if you include uh oh after what happens, that <laughs> that usually means there's a baby on the way. Uh oh. <laughs> See, you get it. Uh, how many times has that happened for you? A baby? The uh-oh. The uh-oh. I can't remember, bro. <laughs> uh, anyways, going back to the Chargers. Um, so somebody on Twitter pointed out. Like two that, pregnancy scares, but that's, is that the uh-oh we're talking yes, about? Yes, that's yeah, the two, uh-oh. Two. All right. So um, anyways, going back to Cam Newton, I kind of jumped ahead a little bit. Somebody on Twitter mentioned that the Chargers make too much sense for Cam Newton to be there. Obviously, they don't have Phillip Rivers anymore. He is now with the Indianapolis Colts. Anthony Lynn, who I believe is the GM of the Chargers, wants a mobile quarterback. They are moving to a new stadium. They're going to be playing at that L.A. stadium along with the Rams. They need to create buzz and add star power. That's what they could do with Cam Newton as well. They could sell some jerseys, sell some tickets. Um, That goes right into the next point, too. We'll help sell tickets. And fans will buy powder blue Cam Newton jerseys. But nobody is willing to buy Tyrod Taylor jerseys. Where the hell is he playing at right now? Tyrod, Tyrod is the starting yeah. quarterback as of right now for the Los Angeles Chargers. Damn. So you have the mobile quarterback. Tyrod Taylor, I believe, is a little bit younger than Cam Newton. I don't know by how much. Is he? Um, I think he's like 32, maybe 29, 30, 32. Uh, 31 no 30 and cam newton's 30 they're about the same age so i mean Mm. overall you're not really getting any youth whatsoever um but yeah i mean cam newton to the chargers if cam newton does become pretty much a starter anywhere where would you say cam newton goes Riggs? what what would be i mean there's a lot of openings the patriots have an opening um the chargers do now Tampa Bay no longer does. Um, Kevin. Keith's last name. Yeah. Migra. Migra. Let's go with that. Kevin Migra says the Chargers or the Redskins. Mm. The Redskins could definitely use it. Yeah, they could. That could kind of be more so a mentor 
for Dwayne Haskins. I like that move if that happens. If he goes anywhere, I would definitely prefer the fact that if he does end up starting and kind of take somebody underneath their wing and actually teach them and develop them into a quarterback, somebody that needs it the most is Dwayne Haskins. He was so screwed up his last year of being a starter and then not a starter and flip-flopping back and forth for him. It really sucked for him because that was his rookie year too. So Cam Newton, learning a little bit from him, that would be awesome. Um, Mike Vallon says cake for him is go-go. Cake me up before you go-go. See, that makes sense. The red That's skins. his flavor for Cheesecake Factory. That does make sense because I'm thinking of every other team. I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, San Francisco, they have a quarterback. Seattle, don't even look in that direction. You know, Oakland has this quarterback. Like, it seems like everyone has their their guy already set to go whenever the hell training camp can start with this pandemic fucking clears up. So Adam Wissinger says no way for the Redskins. Him and Ron Rivera don't like each other. Oh, oh son shit. Of a bitch. Yeah, I forgot about Ron Rivera. That's true because Ron Rivera kind of ruined his life. <laughs> Good attention to detail. Wow. Good attention. Adam, to way detail. to point that out. We appreciate that. Right. Yeah. I completely okay. So forgot now, that. So now, so now, now we no, let's shake up the snow globe once again and exclude out the Redskins and let's figure out. Okay, what if Cincinnati doesn't go with Joe Burrow? They're taking Joe Burrow. There's yeah, no they're doubt. Smart, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. Okay. Now let's get I Cincinnati can see the fuck out of there. Just Chicago the already has a backup. They have Who'd two they quarterbacks. Get? They had Mitch Trubisky, and they signed somebody last week. Right. Oh, uh, shit. Who did they get? They got uh, – shit. They got Mitch Trubisky and – Man, they need to update this shit on Google. All right, now let's keep going. Green Bay, they're good. My... Who does Miami have? What are they? Is it... It's not Ryan Fitzpatrick, is it? Yeah. I think that's who they're going. No, no. my No, I'm Jacksonville has Gardner Minshew. They're not going anywhere. I think Miami still has Ryan Fitzpatrick. They're drafting Tua. Yeah, that's true. So, but like, let's just go with what we actually know right now, though. Too, Adam, because... who, Adam, who did Chicago sign as their backup quarterback? It's right on the tip of my tongue. As soon as he says it, I know. Are you googling it or do you? I'm trying to, but they don't actually have like anything whatsoever. Let me just look up Chicago Bears so I could try to beat Adam to the punch. But yeah, I mean, Nick Foles. Yeah, that's who they traded for. Yep, Nick Foles. That. I, I had the right idea. I just said Jacksonville, but I absolutely forgot who they ended up going for. Adam so. says, why not Miami could groom the quarterback they drafted? He's not grooming, he's not grooming uh, Tua. Tua. Yeah, no. I think Tua, Fitzpatrick's if he ends up getting a better, drafted, he has to start. Yeah, Fitzpatrick's a better leader than Cam Newton. Cam Newton. And plus Fitzpatrick also has so much years behind him too. So, I mean, obviously you would expect – I just saw New York Giants pop up, but I don't like that because you have what's his face, um, Danny Dimes. Yeah, Daniel Jones. So I don't see the that. The Jets happening. already have too much going on right now. Yeah, they have uh, Sam. I catch mono every Monday, Darnold. Right. Um, Tennessee Titans. I don't see because they already have Ryan Tannehill. It's very difficult. I could honestly see Cam Newton not starting. There's not too many no availabilities. Minnesota, no, Minnesota like, right, already right. has Kirk Cousins, Detroit, and they also have a couple backups. Detroit's got Stafford, Stafford. Still damn. When do you end up giving up on Stafford, though? True. Is this the year that you end up giving up on I, Stafford? I think so, and this is something that might happen. I've been hearing this. Stafford might get traded on draft day and Detroit move up to take Tua. 
Beca- I seen that too because Detroit went that's, three twelve and one last year. That's a sleeper. I would not expect that. And right now they currently have the third overall selection. So all they have to do is honestly move up one spot, and they could end up going for Tua, or else they could end up possibly trying to grab him at three. Um, yeah, Stafford's been around forever. So honestly, What's I mean, he, 32, 33? 32, and he's played ten. This right. would be this his eleventh year. What with have you done Detroit. for me lately? Situation. If I was Detroit, I'd be trading him away. Mm-hmm. But what do you ask for him? What's he worth? Oh, shit. What's he worth? If you can only if you can't get nothing for Cam, you say Cam's a better quarterback than second or Stafford. third round. Pick? I, yeah, he's not a first round right. pick. I'd say I was thinking third. So I mean, ideally, I'd say second or third. Second if you're lucky, but maybe give me like two third round picks for Stafford and go. He's from got there. a big contract though, doesn't he? I he's think like he's the, near the tail end. I think he's like in a top five in quarter or top six in quarterback pace. He's got to be. Um, right now, he is signed to a five-year, $135 million contract. Yeah, that's another thing, too. Signed until 2023. So Who wants to pick up that money? He, here's what I do. If I'm Detroit, here's what I'm going to do. If I decide to trade him and I get a draft pick, I'd be satisfied with whatever you give me. If you give me a seventh-round pick, well, actually, he has an out in 2021. So after this next year, he has an out. So it's not necessarily 2023 that it's 100% certain that he's going to be a free agent. After 2021, he can get out of his contract, or the team, I'm assuming, can. So by that, I either have Detroit get whatever draft pick whatsoever and in return with whatever team I trade him to, plan on eating a bunch of that contract. Or what about Pittsburgh? Is somebody's phone on? Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Adam ended up mentioning, is there a possibility Cam doesn't sign anywhere and sits out next pretty much the whole entire year? I honestly think that's the direction you end up going. I don't know about sitting out. I don't know if he goes with the Cam Newt or uh, the Colin Kaepernick treatment, but I think reality is going to smack him like a bitch in the face because he's going to be a backup. Let I me mean, Jameis me- Winston, too, is also not going to be a starter anywhere either. Let me ask you this, Peyton. You're a Steelers fan. Yes. If you had to pick between Cam and Jameis Winston as your backup for Ben, who are you taking? Ideally, probably Jameis Winston. Is because it because I don't he's want, younger? He's younger, and he's also, came, again, like Riggs mentioned, a what-have-you-done-for-me-lightly situation. Even though Jameis Winston had terrible numbers with his touchdown-to-interception ratio – Cam Newton hasn't played a full season, and I don't even know how long. I think three years now. So overall, I mean, Cam Newton, if he's not, I feel like if Pittsburgh would have ended up wanting to actually have him at quarterback, They'd have saw, they would have traded for him. But there's well, nothing Well, now that there. he's a free agent, you have the opportunity to sign him. So what, what do you think he's worth? What do you, what do you think he'll get on a free agent market on a one-year deal? So Cam Newton hasn't played a full season in one, two, three, four, three of the last four seasons. In 2017, he played 16 games. Um, Okay, that's a full season, right? Yeah, 2018, 14 games, 2019, two starts. Um, But if we're talking about Cam Newton, what can we get for him? Um, Cam Newton, I mean, I think... Matthew Stafford, you could get definitely a third round if you have to end up picking between pretty much Cam Newton, Matthew Stafford, especially on draft day. Cam Newton, 
I mean, what am I, I I'm not even going to, like, because you don't have to worry about draft picks because you're going to end up signing them. If anything, I mean, one year, he'd be lucky to get $2 million as a backup. See, I think I think that he's a little he's worth a little bit more than that. I think anywhere from the six to eight million dollar range that him or Jameis got to settle for in order to get with the team. But here's a couple spots that I think that he can go and be a backup and, you know, be be a little successful. New Orleans, I know that they're high on uh uh, or uh, what's his name? Taysom, Taysom Hill. Hill. But you can still go in there because you know Breeze is forty-one. You could still go in there and be like a Teddy Bridgewater, maybe come in and play a couple games, win them a couple games. I see him going to Cincinnati to be a backup with them because there's a lot of talk of Cincinnati trading uh, Andy, Andy Dalton, Dalton. for yep. another second or third round pick to the to the Patriots. So I don't know, man. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean. Also, will you bring up the Patriots, too? Uh, somebody on my Facebook, I saw, this wasn't recently, but somebody from my Facebook ended up mentioning the fact, um, and I want to get to this before break, but the possibility that if the Patriots ended up trading for Mitch Trubisky, how it would make sense and how it would help out his career. Because, I mean, who actually fails with Bill Belichick as their head coach? Right, and Trubisky's young, too. Wood. Well, I mean, are they talking as a starting quarterback or are they talking as a quarterback in general? Because there's been a lot of backup quarterbacks from New England that hasn't done anything. Well, I'm thinking they're talking about starter. So, well, I mean, nobody knows who they're. I mean, Bloodsoe went on to Dallas. He had a decent season. Then he went on to Buffalo. He had a pretty good year. Then he left, uh, or uh, they had Brady. We don't, it's yet to be determined. Right. But, I mean, yeah, it's yet to be determined. But I feel like if anybody deserves an ample opportunity, to actually be a starter, it would be Mitch because he's somebody that's young. He's somebody that lost all confidence within the last two years because he went from being a top five draft pick to Patrick Mahomes being drafted after him, being more successful, now having a Super Bowl ring. You have then after Patrick Mahomes, I mean, there are so many quarterbacks too. Mitch Trubisky just got drafted so early on and he didn't perform as the type of quarterback they actually wanted or needed. So if he does go to New England, I think if you do go to New England, you need him to actually start and you hope that Bill Belichick could help him figure out his career because he doesn't have to be long-term, but he could be somebody that could be there for three to four years, help him out, help him actually pretty much rejuvenate his career as a whole and then go from there. I, I, I could see I could see Mitch going there. I could see him going there. Maybe the, not the no ill will towards the Chicago Bears front office, but maybe it's maybe they ruined him. Maybe they broke him. You know, maybe maybe he was trying to do so good and they they destroyed his confidence. I get that too. And, they and I could made, understand that. And they could have what was it like a, two years ago? If the kicker didn't blow the field goal, they could have oh, made yeah. they could have made the, the playoffs. So that's not entirely his fucking fault right there. I mean, look at it this way though. This is like this has been who Mitch Trubisky has been throwing to. And obviously New England, I mean, they have an undersized wide receiver in Julian Edelman, and that's about it when it comes to New England. But you have Tariq Cohen, David Montgomery as your running backs. Your wide receivers are Cordero Pierre. Cordero Patterson, I can't say that rolling off the tongue. Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller, and Riley Ridley. Um, Taylor Gabriel's a fucking beast. But those are his wide receivers. Taylor Gabriel isn't that big of a target. True. 
but he is a beast. I've seen his fantasy points. Trey well, Burton a, is his tight end. He's a beast in, in fantasy. I mean, he's a decent receiver. Why does Riley Ridley sound like a porn star's name? It does, but it's, yeah, it's like nothing's registering. It's like that one guy that used to be on our show, uh, the last name Ryder Reed. <laughs> oh, so you don't talk oh, about him bad. no more. <laughs> that hurt my bad. <laughs> we we talk about him on occasion, but it's not like he's tuning in, unfortunately. If he is, though, he just got a shout-out for free, so until next time. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if uh, and I'm starting to kind of contradict myself now, too, because if you have Taylor Gabriel, you have Cordero Patterson, that one was easy to say, um, Anthony Miller, Allen Robinson, you have some guys that are actually decent size with New England. You have a you don't really have outstanding wide receivers. So how are you going to actually be successful there? I'm starting to contradict myself because is Chicago actually, did they end up showing that Mitch Trubisky can amount up to nothing? Or is it just the scenery? He needs to change his scenery. Hey, can I ask you this real quick? Yeah, go for it. Cam Newton to Pittsburgh. I know it may not happen. It may happen. But Cam Newton to Pittsburgh, and he sits a year behind Ben and earns his way to be – can you count on him again to be a franchise quarterback at still at 31 if he's healthy? So let's say like Ben Roethlisberger ends up retiring after this year like the rumors say. Yes. Um, Man. So here's the thing. If I had a choice between James Winston and Cam Newton – I would in same situation, same scenario in which who would be able to start and actually become successful and let's say ride off into the sunset and become that franchise QB for the Steelers. I would have to say I trust Jameis Winston more than I trust Cam Newton just because of the youth, just because Jameis Winston did have some success. He isn't necessarily as injury prone and the Steelers a, a point blank they are not going to be successful if they have Mason Rudolph, uh, Devlin Hodges. Those guys are not going to lead you anywhere outside of a 500 record. Um, but Cam Newton is not your guy, and you're not going to. I don't see the Steelers drafting a quarterback either because everybody they draft, they have never seen that overall first round draft pick overall. And look who joins us, Ryder Reed himself. <laughs> that that's kind of ironic, isn't it? Ironic. Oh man! But don't yeah. you think? It is. <laughs> uh, but I mean, what? Like, I'm still trying to figure that out though. If New England, well, let's check this out really quick before we end up heading to break. New England has a bunch of undersized wide receivers. Julian Edelman being one of them. Yeah. Um, Wes Welker was a tiny ass. Yeah, they don't have too. Gronk either because he's in WWE now on a three-year deal. They, what? Yeah, one of their standout guys for New England. You have James White, Sonny, Sony Mitchell, um, Rex Burkhead. Mm-hmm. Those are about it right now. Your starting quarterbacks are Cody Kessler, or not your starting quarterbacks, but your two out of the three people in your depth chart are Cody Kessler and Brian Hoyer. Yeah, Brian Hoyer. But Julian Edelman. Devin Ross, who I believe played for Cincinnati, and Mohamed Sanu. Those are about the only couple wide receivers for New England that even stand out that I'm familiar with. So, Facts. But, I mean... It's not like if they get a quarterback, Brady's like, hey, look all these toys you get to throw to and pass to. So it's not like they're going to be buying a lemon. 
So, Depends on their contracts of the receivers and offensive linemen and everybody else. And who knows? That that franchise is probably going to be so shook now. Have those players going to be look, it's not the same without him here. Maybe I should go off until the sun set my damn self. So before we ended up heading to break here really quick. Riggs, Fourth time you said that. Are you counting? Are you having no, a no, tally that, that's sheet, not you real, piece of shit? No, that's not really the tally <laughs> sheet, but you said it a few times. Oh, man. But uh, before we go to break, that was for Riggs of that time. Do you think for the Patriots, was it the quarterback that made the team or the team that made the quarterback? Honestly, I think it's the quarterback that made the team. I don't think New England would be successful otherwise. And you could consider that a hot take, too. I don't care what you guys think. If you guys think that I'm wrong, go to our Twitter, comment on the live stream, whatever. Twitter's at We Like Sports PC. Yeah, Yeah, call on the show. We're at 930. We do have an interview coming up, though, so don't call just yet. We could end up calling around that 9 o'clock hour, though. So, Riggs, quick opinion really here, and then we'll end up having you read that sponsor for the lube. Our favorite sponsor. Your favorite sponsor. Okay, my favorite sponsor. So you got to answer the question? No, I just got it. Okay, what's the question? Did the quarterback make the team or the team make the quarterback for New England? Oh, I thought that's where we're like we're gonna come back to that on break. No. Um I think the team made the I think the quarterback made the team. All right, that's it. Now Riggs, go to the sponsor really quick and then we're gonna end up heading out of here. Helping hands, moving service. Jen and Dave, call two one six eight six two six nine fifty five. If you need help moving anything, just give Jen and Dave a call at Helping Hands Moving Service at 216-682-6955. And also, speaking of hands-on moving, you also got Lubrication Lumber Supply. Norwalk, Ohio, we provide lubricants for a wide range of applicants on and off-road farming, excavating, metalworking, trucking, food grade, and some aerosol sprays. Call Kevin or Jim in the field or track. Let us put you on the winner circle. Lubrication Supply, LOC, Norwalk, Ohio, 330 813 2305 motherfucker he's good at that we interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast for we are the worst the podcast that brings you the worst stories humanity has to offer my name is maggie ringy and i'm andrea toledo and we bring you stories like mk ultra Olga of Kiev. Georgia Tan. Heaven's Gate. Cecil Hotel. The Mandela Effect. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Castbox, and wherever podcasts are free. New episodes drop every Tuesday. See you then. And welcome back to the Wheel Like Sports Podcast. Um, very emotional music going on right there. <laughs> But yeah, as mentioned, we do have an interview coming up momentarily with Max Herman, but as we were saying though before, man, he's right on cue. Man, I'm feeling that ringtone. How's it going, Max? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Good, good. How are you, bud? Doing all right. Doing all right. That's Enjoying nice. the night. All right. So, obviously, we ended up talking Max Herman. Why don't you give us a little bit of a background for our, for our viewers before we get things started in this interview right here? I know obviously you have some downtime right now, so what's your background, Max? I know that you play for the Angels or you play in the Angels system as a minor league pitcher, but give the rest of the audience a little bit of details about yourself. Yeah, sure. So I'm um, actually from New Jersey originally, and uh, 
Um, I went to University of Rhode Island for one year um, okay. to play baseball there. Didn't work out. Actually lost my scholarship. <laughs> um, and uh, it was baseball related. And, you know, I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue playing or not, but essentially uh, that summer I had a good summer in the Hamptons Collegiate League and uh, then went on to play and got the chance to um, message Rutgers and just, uh, which is also in New Jersey, and got a chance to really just walk on there and, get it, and uh, just wanted an opportunity really to, to pitch, <laughs> get out there and play because I didn't get that at Rhode Island and uh, went on to play there for four years and had the all-time, uh, I think I had the saves, so all-time, so I was a closer there, so I had like saves and appearances, I was pretty high up there, and I don't know if I had one or two in that, but, uh, and it was our captain by our senior year, so I really turned around my baseball career, and I uh, was really passionate about getting better and working hard, and um, and then went on after that, obviously, um, thought I was going to get drafted, I had a bunch of teams in the mix, but uh, being a fifth-year senior was kind of, um, you know, it was a kind of a, and, and a closer to, or a reliever, one inning reliever was also uh, a turnoff for some clubs, but uh, essentially went on to sign up my first uh, non-drafted free agent contract with the LA Angels in 2017. So now here I am uh, entering my fourth year. So correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I want to say, just I'm making an educated guess here, I was on MLB.com, I searched your name, it said that you were assigned to the Los Angeles Angels in February. Does that mean that you got to experience spring training before all this underwent? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I probably should have start started with that. I had been, <laughs> uh, I had been at MLB uh, mini camp spring training, um, and what that is is there's about like a select uh, group of about eight to ten pitchers that report kind of under the radar. Um, to the minor league facility and get the whole place to themselves and um, get picked up and go to the games and go to the big league facilities for the games. And you'll see those guys pretty early on to you know, protect the likes of like a Dylan Bundy or folks like that, uh, you know, who are only at one inning or two innings and then we're in the bullpen if they take a liner off the shoulder to get in there or um, if somebody twists an ankle, you know, to kind of back them up. Oh, wow. It's, uh, yeah, wow. It's, yeah, it's called MLB um, minicamp, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Nice. Um, also, I mean, obviously, the coronavirus. The, I mean, that's how we ended up pretty much meeting up. Was that? The, I, I want to give the backstory really quick. But Max and I actually ended up engaging with each other on Twitter, and he pretty much was just looking for some sports podcast to listen to in the downtime, and somehow yeah. miraculously he found us. Nice. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm pretty. Ba- I'm pretty uh, for the most pretty basic i just I kind of typed in the search bar you know sports and um was just scrolling through and i had gone through a lot so um you know when i when i went to your guys podcast obviously i listened to a couple and um you know and yeah who here we are uh who would have thought with this um you know pandemic or or even what we thought it was about a month ago we would be in this position with you know kind of sports all locked up right now and but uh it is crazy out there um, also, too, I mean, not only just that, but if that would have been the actual, like, the fact of what was going on, if <laughs> if sports were still going, uh, the big league ball clubs would end up having opening day. If not today, I know for a fact the Indians end up having, they were going to have their opening day tomorrow. So <laughs> that makes it even more ironic, just the timing of everything. But, uh, Max, yeah, really. obviously, 
with the COVID-19 issue, you're obviously not able to do too much. Everything is essentially shut down. What are you doing currently to stay loose in your downtime of not having any baseball and not being able to necessarily train? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's funny that you say that because I was actually looking earlier today and I saw, uh, you know, one of my teammates posted a video of him playing catch day four and doing weight balls with his girlfriend. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. That's like pretty, that's pretty extreme measures. It's, it, we are taking, uh, obviously, because some states, whereas my one friend is in the state and he said, oh, yeah, like my PT is open. I'm getting my arm care there. I'm getting my throwing in. Uh, and where I'm at is in Florida right now. I'm in Tampa. I didn't go home to New York and New Jersey because literally nothing is open. Um, and I wouldn't be able to really make contact or throw with any of um, any of the guys that are in that area. Um, so I came here instead. But right now I have a pretty decent situation. I have a college kid who uh, is in the area, pretty local. We both walk to the park and play catch, put on our hand sanitizer after. You know, Stand that six feet apart. Our, yeah, we're six feet apart. If I hear him coughing, I just head home. No. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but obviously, yeah, we don't want to get sick. Uh, the Angels send us um, are, are, are pretty good in keeping contact. They want to know if there are any players with any symptoms and what they give us a you know, really clear protocol if something had come up. Or, um, but right now for my current situation, getting my throwing in pretty normally given the warm weather here. However, the lifting is getting pretty difficult. I have my fiance here as well, and we're kind of doing workouts at night. And they're just—we have very limited uh, things. We have a couple bands, uh, a couple mini bands, and then like a few dumbbells. But so we just got to get pretty creative. But yeah, it's, it's it's an uphill battle for the strength training. That's for sure. I absolutely believe it. Just uh, Riggs and I ended up actually um, trying to work out at our uh, my girlfriend's parents' house in their basement, and all we really had was dumbbells and some cardio machines. And like I'm trying to do shoulder presses without actually having like a bench to sit on was right. so difficult. Right, just sitting on your butt on carpet trying to do Arnold presses was just very uncomfortable. Oh no, yeah, no, you got to just do dumbbell floor presses. Just lay on your back and try to pump them out there but yeah i feel like i was you know trying to be like rocky like i'm gonna go for a run or you know like when he trains in the, in the, in the cold weather you know and then right the russian so i don't i don't know yeah we gotta get creative though but it's hard yeah it's definitely is hard and i mean speaking of like hard times right now too max um so obviously i think it was april 6 was like the time period but the rumor like swirling around was that minor league baseball players we're only going to get paid for a short period of time due to the coronavirus. The little elaboration here, is that true? Is that just a rumor? And if so, how are you handling it? I think uh, I'm handling it okay. Uh, I'll take those. The first question is I'm handling it okay. I'm with family, and um, I, I'm staying with my uh, my sister-in-law, fiance, and their three kids. Um, so we're kind of just helping out with them and the trade-off is you know she's helping us given my situation she's making food for me and helping me out so you know and and i'm also doing holding up my end and trying to get my training in too but you're definitely right about the financial it's tough for some minor leaguers they haven't been paid since god i I mean last check was september 7th oh wow 20 in 2019 because we don't get paid in spring training you you mostly just get a, a little bit of a stipend or some 
uh, walking around some cash for for meals for meal money is what they call it. Hmm, see, that answered um, one of my questions. I had a question. Yeah. yeah, I had a question. Like, so, like, do they feed you guys pretty good? Do you get your like three square meals? Like, how does that work? But yeah, yeah, and then we do we do get fed a bit. But to answer that uh, that other question is, I think that rumor that you're hearing is true. I think we're going to be taken care of from uh, March 20th to, and we had been taking care of meal money wise prior to that, but. Uh, March 20th to the 8th right now is the is the proposed um, deadline for uh, just a, a little bit of pay we're going to be seeing. I'm not sure the correct uh, amounts. I don't know if some clubs are handling it differently uh, than others, but we will see some some money, which would be okay. I mean, I'm not I'm not convinced most guys are spending much right now, as minor leaguers definitely know how to kind of scrape by in tough times. But uh, I believe yeah, it. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've done some crazy stuff and a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for sure. But oh uh, yeah, the struggle. Yeah, <laughs> that and the ramen noodles, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, to answer the other question about the food, um, they take pretty good care of us, and we don't spend uh, that much in spring training. It's about a month to you know, roughly four or five weeks. We're there. They're giving us two two meals a day, and you know, fifty dollars I think or forty dollars a day, roughly. You know, um, maybe less than that, but. It's basically you just need to cover your dinner, and um, as as breakfast and lunch are paid for, and uh, in the Angels actually, I'm fortunate they they do give us housing too. They cover the housing, which is pretty good. So, That's awesome um, for spring training. Uh, some clubs don't do that, or they put you in hotels, or or you can live out on your own. They'll give you live out money. They try to get creative as possible, but um, yeah, there's a major divide in terms of the pay between the MLB and the minor leagues, obviously, especially in spring training. All right, awesome. And, I mean, obviously, I tweeted out on Twitter regarding the fact that we will be having you on the show, and <laughs> it appears that one of your teammates, uh, Zach Kelly, ended up wanting this question answered as well. How many episodes of The Office do you watch during a full season? Uh, <laughs> I, I thought I saw that. Yeah, I go through, I mean, me and Zach have been teammates, I think, now for two, two – this would have been our third year as teammates since he came over initially from Oakland. But we do we do crush a lot of the office, uh, especially at night. Try to keep it light, you know. We're at the field from, you know, 12 to 11 o'clock, you know, playing baseball pretty locked in, especially if you're pitching that night. You just want something to fall asleep to. So I'd say I go through this one season, uh, you know, maybe one season and towards the end of August, September, I'll recycle some uh, – some of the same old episodes. <laughs> Dude, I was the same way when it came to the show Friends. I would fall asleep to it and just go through it over and over again. I completely understand yeah, it. Yeah. That's yeah, definitely. That's 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 wow. I I got other shows I can do that with, but no disrespect, Friends is not one of them. Um I have a I have a question <laughs> I have a question for you. So, how does the current postponement postponement of baseball affect the rest of the season for you? Um for me, I that's a great question because I've been I've been sitting here pondering that every day. Uh, I'm a starting pitcher. I'm someone who could provide length and innings. And if they go to this, uh, obviously the players want to play as many games as possible so they can get more paid uh, paid more as opposed to being paid in a prorated rate. Um, but I, I think that honestly, I think that if this starts in June potentially that they can get like 130, 140 games in. 
And I know that sounds crazy, but I think they're going to be doing that by double headers and yeah. getting creative with the scheduling and things like that. And believe me, players want to play a lot of games, and especially pitchers, uh, because it affects everyone. It affects depth charts and um, service time and arbitration and the MLB draft. You know, a lot of this stuff is is going to mess is going to it's going to be kind of a chain effect if we don't play a lot of those games or even play half of the season. It's going to be crazy. Um, it's going to affect service time, things like that. So. Uh, there's a lot of stuff circulating out there on Twitter, on the on the internet, like articles about potential ideas. But how it affects me is, you know, I think I'm someone who can, um, if there are those double headers and if there are a lot of starts to be had and games in condensed time, that it could really uh, impact me in a positive way. But just gotta, <laughs> as we said before, train and be ready to go whenever they do decide to get this thing going. Uh, obviously, pretty much unprecedented times here as we've never been in a situation like this before right i mean this is just such a rare thing that's going on and max one more question before we end up letting you go and it's i I, kind of more so a light-hearted question but how much longer until we see you in an angel's uniform let's put the coronavirus aside but like ideally how much longer until we end up seeing you in the MLB maybe even playing at progressive field which isn't too far away from us down here in Cleveland oh yeah I mean I love that question that's a hard it's a harder question I think uh but I gotta say you know hopefully within the year if not um hopefully sooner because uh you know I am 26 years old I am an undrafted uh non-drafted free agent and not being a prospect the time is uh, is ticking for me, so I, I got to go out there and make the most of my opportunities, and you know, hopefully, really can uh, press the envelope in the in the coming year. Awesome, as awesome, for, man. As for progressive, you know, I I, I might have I should have mentioned this earlier, but uh, was previously a longtime Indian fan as my brother played for the Indians in progressive for a while. Spent a lot of time uh, in the minor leagues and in the major leagues with the Indians. I think he played eleven years there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so would love to play there too and pitch on that mound where he played as well. Awesome. That, that would definitely be waiting for that day. Max, thank you so much thank once you. again for not only just finding us, but willing to do an interview with us and also just being enough of a, like a genuine person that you're, we're going to help you grow a little bit. We'll talk about you a lot more and hopefully the same would be to you. Hopefully your teammates find out a little bit of us and, Definitely, I, I think this is a good relationship that we end up having. And definitely, like I said, though, best of luck to you. And hopefully we end up seeing you at Pro- Progressive Field sometime in the near future. Yes. That'd be awesome. And, yeah, best of luck to you guys, too. I'll be listening to the podcast. Awesome, man. Thank you so much Thanks, again. buddy. All righty. Have a good one. You too, Thanks, man. you too. Be safe. Peyton, how about that, man? That was pretty cool. Thank you. Pretty cool. That, just a, honestly, like a, like a freak coincidence, too, because, like, out of nowhere, I end up seeing like, like this guy follows me, and I'm like, all right, this guy has to be fake, right? So I end up seeing that it's name's Max Herman, and I'm like, all right. His bio says like Rutgers University, plays for the Los Angeles Angels. And I'm like, there's he has like 600 Twitter followers. I'm like, that's a little weird. I'm like, maybe he's just not so big on social media, or else somebody just made this like fake account. And I ended up sending him a message, and it honestly seemed like a very dumb question, but my, my curiosity peaked, and I'm like, all right. I'm like, it, it says in your bio that you play for, like, the Angels, but, like, do you really play for the Angels? And he was like, yeah, I play for the Angels. I played in double A AA and triple A last year, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. 
then I do a, like a Google search too, and I pull him up on MLB, and I'm like, this dude is legit. I'm like, he's not just like somebody that just like found us, and he's not playing like independent baseball. Like he I is in the minor right. league system for the Angels. Like it, the one thing that honestly had happened during the coronavirus could not have benefited us more for not only the fact that we're actually able to have this phone interview on Redline Radio LLC live and have like the good quality compared to in the past trying to just do it at pretty much the house rig. So, I mean, obviously you've heard the show before and heard the interviews and how it actually sounded like a pure phone line, but like yeah. we actually had a solid interview. You got to chip in a little bit and I mean, yeah, we definitely had like a good time too. And like, I didn't know what to say at first. I like I'm, I heard his voice. I'm like, oh shit, this is happening. Oh, okay. Uh, right, it's like a little bit of shell shock. Right, like when do I, I? I got the confidence to jump in, but when do? Okay, go now. Right, I wish you would have gave me a little bit more heads up because I kind of feel bad. I was looking for his picture. Right, I'm like, man, I, this guy. And then it, and when you said angels, I typed in angels and it popped then right up. Found him right away. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely forgot about like the graphic idea, but like definitely a unique opportunity. Um, but. I mean, he brings up a good fact about service time when it comes to baseball, too, and I kind of want to mention this, too, because we're all from Cleveland here. Francisco Lindor, I saw this on Twitter, too. If the coronavirus ends up pretty much canceling the season, which nobody wants, I mean, before I ended up getting here, I was on Fox Sports Ohio, and they had the replay of the Seattle Mariners game from 2001 when the Indians came back being down. They always show that. They fucking always show that. But especially right now, though, when you actually need something like my baseball fix because I'm so out of it right now. I mean, I could play MLB The Show 20 all I want, but I'm not dropping $60 for one. But, like, it's not the same. A video game is not the same. But to pretty much Max's point, Ken Rosenthal from The Athletics stated that the latest MLB proposal includes the draft in 2020, will likely be later than June, and service time for players, if the season is canceled, they would have the same service time of 2019 as they did in 2020. So therefore, what that means is how Francisco Lindor is a free agent within the next three years as of now, he would also be a free agent in three years as of next year if the season is canceled as well because there's no service time racked up. So he needs a service time. If he plays one game, it kind of fucks over Cleveland. So best case scenario, if you want him to stay long-term and have the Indians negotiate that contract, as an Indians fan, might be a little bit petty, but I think you're going to end up wanting to actually have that season be canceled, although I don't see it happening. But that would be the best case scenario in my mind. Um, But, like... Francisco Lindor, I mean, he has two to three more years. Imagine if all those teams that were trying to trade for him and the Indians didn't pull the trigger and they kept on trying to go for it and the service time was kind of scary because of the season. Imagine all the missed opportunities for the Indians if this season doesn't count. That's... And some of us Cleveland fans will sit there and just say, well, only us. You know, it always happens to us, you know. But it's not like, and I mean, Max even brings up a good point, too. Like, he was saying, like, how he's not able to go back home to New York, New Jersey. Well, like, this coronavirus is right, like, that is blowing up in New York, New Jersey. We've been there. There's a lot of people. We've been there. That dirty-ass subway fucking 
Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can say fuck, right? Yeah. Yeah, that dirty <laughs> stuff. That dirty subway. Like that. You're, you're talking about the transportation, not the food, right? Oh hell no, no, not the food. But no, just that was really weird too. And then you also got the guy talking about his GoFundMe playing the guitar on the subway station too. That dude was so fucking talented. Ah oh, man, he really was. But like. That as a whole, though, like, it's good to know that the minor league, like, the Angels as a whole and the minor leagues, they have him covered enough to the point that you're able to genuinely actually live well. I mean, $40 for dinner, I mean, I, I don't even think I ate today. This this quarantine thing is really fucking with me because I didn't even eat, I think, today. All I've done is eat. Like, I've had times that I've, like, ate I'm a ton. when I don't eat. Your asshole eats? No, I'm an asshole when I don't Indeed. eat. You just ate all the whole bag of uh, orange stuff. Right. That's why I'm cool right now, but my back fucking hurts. But uh, Why were you giving it up so easily? What You know what happened before we end up going to break, though? Was it that you were shaking your dick too hard that you end up pulling your back? My neck, my back, my pee on my forehead. I thought you were going to say something about I pulled my dick too hard. We'll work on the re- we'll work on that in the car right back to the house if if we have time. I mean, you got to go in the back seat though because that's six foot rule. Oh yeah, right. Social distancing. Remember, we we social, have to act like we practice it. Social distancing, but follow us on social medias. We like sports podcast and then Facebook. YouTube too, which is the we like sports podcast as well. Um, but Get yeah, a new mattress if your mattress fucking sucks. Like, don't be stubborn. And cheap like me, when you have the money, get a new fucking mattress. Or else help out rigs too, and kind of. No, I, I got money for a mattress. Don't I, I don't need no no go for. I got money for a mattress, but dude, like this shit is crazy. Oh man, but rigs, why don't you end up reading off one of the sponsors, and then we're gonna end up heading to a quick break if you're able to get up there, Grandpa. I got it. All right, hustle harder, Smith Sewer and Drain Cleaning LLC. We do all your drain cleaning services. We guarantee all of our work, and we proudly offer a 10% discount to military, police, firefighters, and seniors. We are your local drain cleaning experts. Experts. That is Smith Harder. Yeah, Smith Harder. Smith Sewer and Drain Cleaning LLC at 440-242-8704. One more time, 440-242-8704. He nails the lube, but ends up mistaking like small words that are simple, like... Yeah, the loop, like, yeah, like like Jimmy, mm-hmm. but but anyways, put, we're gonna, gonna take a quick away. break here. When we end up coming back, we're gonna end up interviewing a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan as well, talking about Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay, what the ideal thought is right there in Tampa as well. So we'll be back on the We Like Sports podcast after this. Are you interested in a comedy and media-centric podcast hosted by two broke college kids? They're just trying to have fun while the whole world crumbles apart around us. You could find them on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts just by searching Singularity Point Podcast, and they'll pop up. Again, just search Singularity Point Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. They post every Friday. Make sure to tune in. And we are back to the We Like Sports podcast. Uh, once again, we want to give a shout out and a thank you to our friends at Redline Radio, LLC, in the motherfucking house. Um, I don't know why I came in like that, a little fast and aggressive. I'm Riggs. Peyton's also here in the house with us. Um, this isn't a house. Well, it has a, it has a roof. It has a bathroom. There's most likely a shower here, I bet. A shower? A shower. Yes. A shower. A shower. A shower. So really quick, though, don't mean to cut you off, but I did. Um, 
So as mentioned, obviously you guys could see the t-shirts we have on, the We Like Sports merch shirts. Um, you could go to teespring.com and then Google or search or whatever you do on Teespring, We Like Sports merch store, and you could see hoodies, t-shirts, tank tops, crew necks, long sleeves, all that. Or else just contact us personally as well, and we'll end up hooking you up with a t-shirt. Obviously, there's a little bit of a charge, but definitely check it out. We would love the support as well. But as mentioned, we do have another guest coming in right now, um, as I end up messaging them to let them know when to call in, because that's what you do when you end up not having call waiting, but it's all good. We end up going around it. Um, Hopefully, he just ends up replying back rather quickly, but as mentioned last week, we ended up saying how Tom Brady is possibly with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Every time. It's awesome. That ringtone is fucking sweet. Hey, how's it going, man? What's up? What's up? No, none much. Just uh, this is the We Like Sports podcast with Peyton and Riggs, uh, Redline Radio. Uh, and located. you're calling the Graber Machine into a hotline. Can't forget that, Riggs. Oh, yeah. They pay big money for that. Oh, yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah, but I cannot forget about those guys right there. But uh, other than that, uh, how's everything going with you in this situation right now? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, no man. No problem, man. So, obviously... You're a Buccaneers fan. Um, you could end up following him on Twitter at EverythingTB. Um, honestly, again, another kind of freak accident situation in which we end up getting an interview, kind of time crunched for it, wanted to have somebody talk about the Buccaneers. And for whatever reason, not too many Buccaneers fans were quite that interested. But thankfully, I ended up sending a tweet to at EverythingTB. And that's for Tampa Bay, not for Tom Brady, or at least it wasn't. That could have changed. Um, but yeah, we ended up having a little bit of a message exchange, and now here we are, and we actually have a fan base member able to answer some questions regarding Tom Brady taking his talents to Tampa. So, as mentioned, first and foremost, how much of a shock was it when you found out the news that Tom Brady was officially coming to Tampa Bay and did you hesitate to believe the news? Because at first we were kind of questioning the fact if it was actually true because nothing was official for the time being and it wasn't official until I believe Thursday or Friday. It took some time before it was official. Yeah, I mean, it was so surreal as a Bucks fan to just, find out the goat is coming down to Tampa Bay. And yeah, for a couple of days, because all the coronavirus stuff, you couldn't really get a physical done. So a lot of people were thinking he was going to back out of it because Bucks fans, you know, we got to be pessimistic based on our history. So we just, it was so surreal and I just still can't believe it. And instantly, hopefully makes us contenders. And I mean, haven't been to the playoffs in 13 years. And I mean, we're dealing with Jameis, the fan base, lots of people liked him, but Bringing in Tom Brady is just insane. And then there was word that other free agents were calling in to try to come, but obviously the cap situation is a little tight. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady is going to look – and Red and Pewter is going to be insane to see. I can't believe it still. I, 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 I'm I speechless for you guys still. And uh, another question too, um, what do you think was the appeal for Tom Brady to come to the Buccaneers? Because in my honest opinion, I thought if he leaves – uh, New England, he's going to a warm weather state to play football. And my thoughts were California or Florida, even though you have your Texas and your Arizona. 
But, you know, you can't compare to California or Florida when it really comes to the weather and f- good football at this moment. Um, yeah, I'd agree. Definitely Giselle probably had a say in it, Florida or California for sure. And, I mean, I think the biggest thing with Brady is he heard the critics last couple years and then everyone's saying, was it Belichick who made him? And, I mean, he has 43, so even if he has a bad year this year, we can't really blame him. But I think the biggest appeal of Tampa was – Definitely the weapons, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, you can't get a better duo than that. And then, obviously, Bruce Arians is known as a QB whisperer, so mm-hmm. he had to like coming in with him. And then the QB coach, uh, Clyde Christensen, I think he knows uh, Peyton Manning, so I'm sure t- Tom talked to Peyton at some point to get his viewpoint because Peyton did a similar situation going to Denver. I actually uh, forgot about that situation too. Like honestly, like that's so far in the past that I actually forgot that Peyton Manning did play for the Broncos for like three, three seasons years. and ended up winning a Super Bowl championship too. Yeah, that was bound to happen. Um, another question. This is probably like might sound like a two-parter, but uh, where do you believe Jameis Jameis Winston will go, and will he be a starter? Uh, I mean. Lots of Bucks fans were really avid about Jameis, and they all love him. So, I personally, I think he'd fit in really well with the Steelers. And I mean, honestly, I think Big Ben's kind of on the outs here. So, I would really like him to go to the Steelers, probably sit behind Big Ben for maybe one year, and then hopefully get another chance. Because personally, I believe Jameis does have enough to be a starter. I mean, he makes the throws; he's got the talent. Mm-hmm. But I mean, twenty-five percent of those throws go to the other team, and you just can't consistently win with that. And that just happened to be our issue the last five seasons. Right. I'm I'm sitting here with two Pittsburgh Steelers fans as I wear my orange and brown, and <laughs> they were talking about that, you know, they wouldn't mind having Jameis Winston sit behind Big Ben for a year or so, get to know the system, because, you know, why bring in a rookie in that situation? So, you know, uh, just have a veteran that already knows the game who's been in the league for, what, a few years now, Jameis Winston? So why not? Yeah, he's been in for a while. I got a question for you. This is Dave, the producer. Uh, so if he was to come to Pittsburgh, Jameis, what can we look for? What's a positive and a negative with him? I know the negatives are the interceptions, but what's the positive? He's kind of like a poor man's Big Ben, I think. That's a good question to ask him because he's local. So that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, Jameis, you saw that at FSU. You've seen it in plays in Tampa. He's got the talent. Just his decision-making is probably the worst in, I mean, NFL history at this point. He can make tight spiral throws. He can, he can launch it. He can, he, he's surprisingly mobile, but just he's got to stop turning the ball over. And, I mean, if, if the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, if he can get him just to think a little bit more and maybe big men, some leadership, some mentorship, I think Jameis has got a shot, but, I don't know if he'll – he definitely won't be a starter anywhere next year based on how the offseason's played out with everybody. And, I mean, also, too, I'm, this was a question we ended up pretty much asking ourselves earlier in the show, and it was regarding pretty much the quarterbacks, uh, Jameis Winston and Cam Newton. Obviously, there might be a little bit of bias here because you had pretty much Winston in the past, so there's a little bit of bias possibly – but if you're the Steelers and you have the choice between Cam Newton and Jameis Winston as your backup and possibly after Ben Roethlisberger retires, if there's a possibility of them becoming a, a franchise quarterback for Pittsburgh, who would you rather have at quarterback, Jameis Winston or Cam Newton? Although I think Jameis would probably be a better scheme fit, 
I just can't go against Cam Newton. I mean, we all saw 2015 Cam, and he hasn't been healthy the last couple of seasons, and obviously last season he had his struggles at the start. But, I mean, I think, personally, I was glad Cam is out of the division now because I thought Carolina made a mistake moving on from Cam. So I think Cam's still got potential, but I think he couldn't land in L.A. But if you could bring Cam Newton in as a backup, depending on the financials, I mean, that would be great. Okay, awesome. Appreciate that answer, too. Really odd, too, that we were actually able to have that call back, too. But uh, also with Tom Brady switching gears and going back to Tom Brady himself, obviously on paper, no dig on a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan whatsoever, but it doesn't seem that it would be as appealing with the roster as is right now. But who else do you think will end up following Tom Brady to Tampa if it's possible? Let's say cap space aside. Um, I mean, obviously everyone's heard the rumors of Antonio Brown. So, I mean, you add that with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, best wide receiver mm, core Mike all the time, Evans. in my opinion. But I just, I just don't, all the reporters say it's unlikely that Antonio Brown lands, but some, I think, We'll look for a pass catching back because Tom Brady obviously loves to dink and dunk it down low, and then probably some a veteran safety, maybe Tony Jefferson from Baltimore, because he played with Bowles before. So I I think we'll, it will be smaller, less notable guys. But Dion Lewis and Logan Ryan reached out to the Bucks, but uh, the price tag might be too high, and obviously Dion Lewis landed with the Giants. So. Hmm. Right. Right. Um. And uh, probably most likely our final question here for you, but um. What is your early expectations for the Bucks following the news of Tom Brady starting in 2020? It's hard to say. I, I try to be as optimistic as I can, but obviously lifelong Bucks fan, you got to be a little pessimistic just to be realistic. But I really can hope, hope this team can make the playoffs. The Saints in the division, it's going to be hard to win that for sure against Drew Brees. But expanding the playoffs to seven teams, I think the Bucks should get in as a wild card. I don't see any way Tom Brady – missing the playoffs as long as we sure up the offensive line and fill up some holes. Hmm. Okay, awesome. Right, and, awesome. I mean, obviously, just kind of to go back to with I, – I, I mean, you kind of answered it too with, like, the cap space issue. But if there's anybody that would be, like, I guess, like a dream partner as a wide receiver or a tight end that's still in the league that would be possible, money aside – who ideally would you want to see in Tampa Bay alongside Brady outside of Antonio Brown? Obviously you ended up mentioning him, but who knows with how that is. And we ended up going on the conspiracy train in our last show saying that was it Bill Belichick that wanted Antonio Brown out. And that's why Tom Brady ended up going to Tampa to actually have that reun, like pretty much have those two reunite again. But again, just to summarize from what I was saying, got a little bit off track, but who would be the dream pairing for wide receiver or tight end in Tampa Bay for you, though? Um, well, with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and OJ and Cam at tight end, I think the best thing we still need is probably that just 10-yard type of throw, that short guy. So best situation, I'd probably say Julian Edelman, if he can find his way out of New England somehow to join Mike Evans and Chris Godwin would be insane, but but yeah, Antonio Brown's probably my dream, but more, uh, and Edelman's probably a long shot as well. But if you could bring him in with Brady, I mean, that's his sidekick. And obviously, they love each other and they have chemistry. So another winning type of culture to bring to the locker room couldn't hurt. 
Awesome. Thank you so much again, Thanks, man, man, for calling in. We definitely appreciate the input from a Tampa Bay fan. Again, you could end up following him on Twitter at EverythingTB. And we'll definitely be talking to you in the future. Who knows what ends up happening with Tom Brady at the helm now for Tampa Bay. So thank you once again. Best of luck. All right. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. Appreciate you. Love the show. Hell yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, again, I mean, two interviews, almost two hours in, not too bad. Not too bad, good timing. It makes life go a little bit easier without Keith being here for obvious reasons, but also, I mean, I want to end up hitting one more thing regarding football before we end up kind of changing gears and going over to college football and then the coronavirus itself. I know that's a word I've said pretty often in Riggs. I, I know how much money I owe if you're taking a tally, but uh, I've, I've I swear to God I lost count man. after like seven forty five. Seven forty five, like the time or how many times I've said it. How many times you said it? Oh, like after that, after like oh it's about okay we're about to go live, then it's like oh eight nine. No, it's like eight or nine times. Like after like the fourth or fifth. All right, <laughs> but uh, anyways, Case Keenum is now the Browns. One out of two options for a quarterback for Cleveland. And Case Keenum had this to say about being ready to play. He said, if a Baker's shoelace comes untied, I'm ready to go. Pretty much if any mistake happens whatsoever, Case Keenum is ready to step up because he's had the experience. He's been there. And last week we were talking about the fact if Case Keenum was in here as a threat for Baker Mayfield. But now I think Case Keenum is proving the point that he is a threat because at any opportunity that Baker Mayfield fucks up, he will take over and try to lead that team. And I also believe, too, that Case Keenum was playing for the Redskins and was flip-flopping back and forth with Dwayne Haskins last year as well. So obviously... Yeah, he was with the Redskins um, in 20, 2019. He made eight starts in 10 games. Um, he had 247 pass attempts, 160 completions with a passer rating of 65%, 11 touchdowns, five interceptions. So, I mean, and also he has some postseason experience as well, playing for Minnesota in 2017. So, again, does this... Does this Riggs as a Browns fan have a little bit of concern for you? Because nope, not at all. It's telling Baker Mayfield like, "Hey, yeah, you may be the best quarterback we've seen come through these doors in the last five years, but don't think you're hot shit because you can get away with getting a blowjob behind a cheesecake factory or now being on social media showing that you don't know what a fucking push up is." If oh, we're going that. there. Yep. Yeah, I'm like, bro, you're killing me. So, you know, shape up or ship out, all pun intended to him right there in that situation. You know, you just can't think that, oh, well, I got this job locked in. No, there's always going to be somebody bigger, better. Do you think Baker's too confident? Yeah, and I do believe that there's nothing wrong with confidence, but having too much confidence can break you. Or, yeah, like that that's my Scott opinion. Too much confidence turns into cockiness. And, I mean, isn't that kind of the appeal, though, of Baker Mayfield? I mean... I've made this comparison once or twice about Baker Mayfield similar to Johnny Manziel, but Baker Mayfield is different in the sense that he's able to back it up, at least in his rookie year. But in his sophomore season, do you think that cockiness and confidence just kind of made him more so a comparison of 
Johnny Manziel. I mean, you include the off-the-field antics. You include the blow-he's-behind-cheesecake-factory. You include <laughs> the fact that he's... Did that really happen? Yes. yes. So that girl that was on that other radio station was telling the truth? Yeah. Yep. Um, it, that's what we're going with, too, because Baker Mayfield never denied it, either. So, I mean, if, you, if you're not denying it... Right. I mean... It, Obviously, in the way that media works nowadays, once you hear a rumor, you end up denying that shit to the very end. And apparently, he didn't deny it. So, obviously, I think he has a little bit of pride there with what happened. And obviously, I do feel a little bit bad for his wife because he ends up pretty much not denying it. And, I mean, that fucks with your confidence, too, and the relationship as a whole. But this is a sports podcast, not a relationship podcast. So... I mean, it's just really weird, though. But, again, with the off-the-field antics, do you think we that... We got a call. Uh, hello, thank you for calling We Like Sports Podcast. What's up, fellas? What's going What's on? What's going man? on? Hey, Dave, man. What's up? It's Gary. What's up? What's up, How's Gary? That? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm loving the show, dude. First time tuning in. Awesome. We appreciate you tuning yes, in. Thank you, man. Absolutely, you. man. I know you tuned into my little thing this morning, man. So I wanted to repay the favor, man. Baker, man. absolutely. For for the record, real quick, the only thing, Baker absolutely got his dick stuck behind a cheesecake plate. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you didn't drink, Dave, because you would have spit that everywhere. Um, um, without without a doubt, man. So, hey, man, I'm a friend of Dave's, man. My name's Gary, dude. Nice to meet you guys, man. Over the phone. Nice to meet you, Gary. Nice to meet you, Gary. Also, get out and uh, and then. Uh, Meet up with you guys sometimes, man. I'm also on radio, so definitely, we'll nice. definitely have to talk, hustle, man. Um, so earlier on in the show too, we were talking about Baker Mayfield and the Cheesecake Factory because the Cheesecake Factory was trending on Twitter for whatever reason, and we ended up having our own flavors of or our own themed cheesecake. If we were Baker Mayfield, if you were in the same shoes as Baker Mayfield, and you had the similar situation, what would you call your cheesecake? What would I call my cheesecake? Yep. Oh, man, the double nut. <laughs> the double, damn. <laughs> the peanut buster parfait. Absolutely, oh, wow. man. Baker's got to get back in the gym and, and uh, get off the commercials and get off the TV, man. Yeah, to I completely agree. He's the NFL, right? Yeah, I mean, that he is an NFL quarterback. I mean, making money on the side and advertisements come with the territory, but also you can't have the backseat of being an NFL supposed star quarterback for the Browns pretty much on the sidelines because that's how you end up riding the bench and you end up seeing Case Keenum take your job. Absolutely. That's how you end up at the XFL. Huh. Yeah, but but to be fair, though, the XFL is having a couple of players sign. I think that the Steelers ended up signing two XFL guys. And okay. nice. Jordan Tayamu, the uh, St. Louis quarterback, St. Louis Roughnecks quarterback ended up signing with the Chiefs, and the Houston Roughnecks, P.J. Walker, signed as a backup for the Panthers. So, obviously, okay. you're seeing a little bit of traction there. Um, obviously, you assume that they will be backups because they were in the XFL, and they also have Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina and Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. But, I mean, at least it's still the territory that they made it this far and in a season in which they played, what, six to seven games there in the NFL and they actually have the NFL contract now? Yeah, yeah. But, hey, yeah. I was, I was going to ask you guys, I heard you talking quarterbacks earlier, man. 
I mean, what is Tennessee? How, how does Tannehill get sixty-two million guaranteed? Whew. Is that his contract? I yes. didn't even see his contract. That's Damn. ridiculous. Sixty-two Maybe. million guaranteed. Yes, guaranteed money. Maybe because they said, "Oh, you know, we didn't expect you, we didn't expect us to beat New England." So that they're yeah. probably they're probably riding off that high. Like, hey, you know, we took out Tom Brady. So and he was he was balling out there in uh, in Tennessee. He, yeah, he he definitely beat us week one. But that was without Tannehill. Yeah. That was with Mariota. Oh, see, damn, I forgot about Mariota. I mean, even sixty-two million is a lot of money though to just hang on Derrick Henry's nutsack, right? Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. essentially, yeah, you're a hundred percent right. Sixty-two million, and for his whole entire long-term contract, if he ends up surviving the four years, he gets a hundred eighteen million dollars. That yeah. that's crazy. That and well, according to Spotrac too. Spot track, they have ninety-one million dollars guaranteed for Tannehill. So, holy shit! So that makes me wonder even more. And I mean, obviously, you have your sources in Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport, but ninety-one million dollars on Spot Track, which whenever it comes to contracts, that's always who I go to to check that contract. But it makes me wonder what exactly is going on. Because if it was Marcus Mariota that ended up doing the same thing, there's no way in hell that he has the same damn contract. No. Right. I, I, I believe, uh, so who, who, Tennessee played um, New England, right? Yep, in the first they round. The and then... Baltimore. Yep, Baltimore, Baltimore. And then they lost to Kansas City in like a shootout. Lost. So, I mean, in the, only, in the first two of those games, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he completed... 23, 24 passes, maybe a few more. I want to say in like the first two games against New England and against um, against Baltimore, I want to say he had a combined like 24 passes because he had like eight attempts yeah. in against New England and then he had like 12 to 13 against um, Baltimore. Yeah, that's that that could save money for that kind of production. I will say I'm not a Steelers fan. I'm a, I'm a huge Brown fan. I'm sitting in my Browns room. But Cam to the Steelers, not a bad idea. Do you think with, I mean, obviously Case Keenum, if he ends up, let's say Baker Mayfield fizzles out and he never gets back into shape and he hangs up behind the Cheesecake Factory in either Westlake or wherever. (laughs) Um, So let's say Case Keenum ends up stepping up this year, but you only have him for a short period of time. Would you want to see somebody like Cam Newton in a Browns uniform instead? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. That's a curse. I, whoever was going to say no, I, I think I'm with you there. I, right, yeah. You, you know, it, it's been, uh, I mean, being a Browns fan is a full-time job, man, since 87, right? 88. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah my, so my whole life. I was born though, that year, so yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, they, they thought they had the right guy. I still think there's a hope that they do have the right guy. But I, I think Baker got blown up too quick. And, and, and I think the blueprint to get back to how to be a quarterback in the NFL, a lot of these young guys just need to go back to watch Peyton Manning. It, they and, need and to I have more so it. of the pocket presence, so to speak, instead of the Russell Wilsons, Cam Newtons, scrambling yeah. type the quarterback. Sean Watson, right? Yeah. Like Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And even Baker's first year, right? What, what do you what do you end up playing his first year? 12, 12 games, thirteen. Thirteen no. games. Yeah, because Tyrod Tyrod got hurt. And... Well, like twelve and a half because thirteen. Half. We, he started twelve games, but thirteen he played in because he came in that middle of the Jets game. The Jets game, right? The first, the, the night they won. Yep. 
Okay, so, you know, you take those, and if, if you really look at that season and watch those games, he wasn't afraid to take off. And, and this year, it's all, it, it seemed like if you watch real close, everything he, he wanted to – he just didn't play at instinct, which I think he did a lot of at Oklahoma, and I think he did a lot of of his rookie year. And this year, I think he just took a lot more bigger hits. He sat back there more, trying to make the pass, instead of just being a playmaker. That and and I think be- it hurt him. It, it caught up to him. Right, and that and the, the whole hype with – us being on Sports Illustrated. Oh, yeah. And Evan Odell Beckham Jr. Evan Odell and Jarvis, you know, just, just the whole hype. And, like, when Tennessee whooped our ass week one, what did Derrick Henry say? We were They are who we thought they were. If you want to go ahead and yep. crown them, go ahead and crown And all the Browns fans were mad about that. And I'm like, no, like, he's he, he's yeah, he's talking shit, but he told the truth. Like, the media Absolutely and the bad. fans drinking the Kool-Aid was the ones crowning us already. Like, oh, we're going to go 10-6, and 12-4. I was like, I'll be happy. We'd be eight and eight, dude. Yeah, because exactly. Owen sixteen fucking hurt. Uh, that hurt. That hurt. And, uh, the one win hurt. You know, one and one and three. Oh one yeah, years, that's brutal. I think Hugh I, Jackson I have, uh, as a whole hurt. Oh man, Hugh Jackson. He, you know, he, he that that whole era regime, whatever you want to call it, right there. It, it almost set us back. You know. Uh, with the, with a few good draft picks in there, you know the Nick Chubb draft pick, genius. Oh hell yeah, yeah. yes, hundred percent. And I mean, I mean that's coming from somebody that's not even a Browns fan, but I could realize the fact that they actually made a good choice with Nick Chubb, and then they also had, I want to say they had like two different draft picks. Like with it was Nick Chubb, and then like two picks later they had another good draft pick. I want to say maybe Najoku, but I feel like that might be wrong. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was the lineman. Oh, uh, Austin yeah. Corbett, maybe. Wasn't it? Cor- wasn't it Corbett? And you know, he didn't really pan out, but it wasn't a bad pick at the time because he still went after a knee. Right. Exactly. You know. So, hey, fellas, I appreciate the time, man. Um, I got a couple local radio stations. I won't plug myself out here in Lorraine County. You guys ever need uh, to get together, man? I do some marketing counseling for them and and produce some commercials and anything like that. Uh, appreciate your hustle, man. Anything I could ever do to help out, get with Dave, man, and get my number, and maybe we'll all get together and grab some wings one night with all this shit's done. Awesome. That sounds great. I like that. All right. All right. Dave, Dave don't tell him about my racing career, man. I had the shortest racing career in the history of the Ray County Speedway. <laughs> I, 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 def- I definitely won't, Gary, but it's nice talking to you, man, and retouching base with you. We got to get together. You got it, man. Have a good night, guys. Yep. You too. Thank Thanks you, for calling in. All right, man. Yeah, I have. All right. All right. I mean, obviously we went a little bit over there for break, but we're going to take one more final break, and then when we come back, Riggs, what do you want to talk about? Right uh, right now, Nora, before we go to break, I want to talk about Millsy Motors, Motorsports, 43 Pierce Avenue, West Carrollton, Ohio, 45449 at 937-671-7345. Owner is Mike Miller. No relation, most likely, to the NBA player. Your or former NBA player, your GM front wheel drive performance specialist. Our service include dyno turning, PCM programming, custom far- fabrication, performance parts, engine building, cycle, yeah, cylinder head portioning, maintenance, and engine swaps. American Muscle Reborn. That's Millsy Motor Sports at 937 671 7345. Owner Mike Miller. And we are back to the We Like Sports podcast with myself. Wiggs, Peyton, 
our producer Dave is also here with us. Um, so what are we gonna jump into this time, guys? Um, so why don't we end up talking about the coronavirus? Um, just because uh, the 2020, this is very, very odd in my opinion. The 2020, um, I believe it would be the Summer Olympics, according to Dick Pound. Remember that name, Riggs? Yes, Dick Pound. I do. Uh, that was your favorite name. Yeah, that's funny. Also, coincidentally, the girl that uh, Baker Mayfield was with, her name was Dick Pound as well. That was a joke. I know. I was trying to think of like of an oral, like an oral name for her. Oral Hershizer. There you go. Yup. Former Indians pitcher, but Baker was the catcher in this situation. <laughs> oh man, this. There's so many puns that you could keep on going on to. But anyways, uh, the 2020 Olympics have been postponed. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, I've seen that when I woke up on the news. They were talking about that on the local news up here. So here's my question, though. If it's postponed, does this mean, I mean, obviously the Olympics were every four years. If this gets postponed until 2021... Does that mean that every four years would be 2025 and 2029, or would it mean 2021, 2024, 2028? Like, would, how does that mess up the sequence? Because it it definitely is a little bit interesting due to the fact that this is something, I believe, the first time that the Olympics have gotten postponed ever. Don't quote me on that, because I don't follow the Olympics strictly. But the fact Likewise. that... The Olympics are postponed for 2020. Definitely, I have some questions for it. So, I mean, obviously, they were, I believe, in Japan. So, I mean, China and Japan, they're a little bit of distance apart. But with everything going on, it would be safe that if you don't have the COVID, stay away from the COVID. Yes, yes. Stay far away until we get uh, the word from, you know, the man on like hey you know let's get back to life you know like let's do this me honestly now this is i know it's this is real life it's not a movie it's not wrestling um i'm thinking and and hear me out now what if this is all we're talking about this on the way to the gym what if this is all healed up before independence day or on independence day and then you have america celebrating like oh we overcame this and it was 90 days of hell but america damn it now let's go out and buy beer and fireworks and grilling food. No, we already got our grilling food because guess what? We stocked up on this shit in fucking early uh, March for it. I'm I hope we. Uh, me too. I'm. We'll, we'll figure that out. Um, I hope this doesn't go until Independence Day, but that's just me. You know, watching too many TV shows and wrestling matches with storylines because I'm not working right now because of it. I am no longer working either, so I feel your pain. I work at the mall. Um, I do work at GNC. Um, so with that news, I believe the mall is still fucking open. Um, so the fact that they're still open, they have like five stores left. We weren't making dick because nobody wants to come out and therefore I got laid off for the time being. You know what pisses me off too, Riggs? What pisses you off? I actually enjoy this job now. No, I'm not selling windows anymore, and I don't hate my life, and I actually want to go to work. And honestly, if this happened last year when I was at said window company, and I was, let's say, same exact situation, I think I would have the possibility that I actually like realize that I actually don't mind that job. 
I don't like it. I don't like what they do. I don't know what I don't like what they stand for. But that's a year later. Mm-hmm. If this was last year and the same thing happened, I think I would appreciate that job because for any of you guys that are still working out there, you're making money. You're making the world go around. I'm sitting on my ass at home. I'm bored. Yeah, and I'm getting irritated. There's not too much to do. And I'm wondering how the hell can a broke motherfucker do this every single day and be okay with this? Like, there's not too much to do. And, like, I mean, how also, did a housewife too- survive in the fucking 50s? And, and I mean, there's like wrestling is the only thing going on right now, and there's no crowd. That's not normal. Like crowds are like fans and crowds are the pure point to entertainment. Yeah, we're the we're the energy, you know. Rather we're mumbling and paying attention to your match, or you bring the ball up the field, or the court, or the pitch being thrown. We're still there, and we we still have an eye on you. Just the energy of the crowd and the audience of the people. No, it, I I applaud these the professional wrestlers out here entertaining in front of absolutely nobody. nobody or maybe 10 people like we've been seeing lately. Because me, honestly, that would throw my game off. Like, yeah, some of them come from bingo halls or whatnot, wrestling in front of 10 people, 5 people, maybe even 3 people. But absolutely just pure silence, like, it's that would throw my whole equilibrium off. I would feel like I'm auditioning for a movie role or something. What did that movie be? Why did I become a wrestler? Part two, feature Medea. I don't know. That's what. It yeah. So I mean, going back to the coronavirus too. So Carl Anthony Towns, and this is kind of geared towards the fact that it, it it's becoming real because not only is like, well, it's just the cold, it's just the flu, it's just this, it's just that, it's not real, it's the government, it's this, it's fake. Carl Anthony Towns came out last night on social media and said that his mom has been diagnosed with the coronavirus and is now in a medically induced coma. So if that, like, I mean, again, guys, I've been saying it the last few episodes, just wash your goddamn hands. Wash your hands. Practice social distancing. I mean, this might make people not want to be around people. Like when it's all said and done, like like for the long term, like who knows how crowds will go? Like exactly. Like, are we gonna go to a sporting event still? Yes, but is everybody else that? I mean, everybody's like, oh well, everything clears up, the bars are gonna be packed, and everybody's gonna drink like they're twenty one, and the Indians games are gonna be sold out, and it's like, who exactly says that they're gonna want to be shoulder to shoulder with somebody that may or may not have the virus and not be scared? Exactly. Like, what if germaphobe Jenny? Who was a germaphobe now after this epidemic happens is it's all said that she might be a bigger germaphobe now. You know what I'm saying? There might be people, oh, I bring a set of gloves with me when I'm out in public just in case I dap somebody up or shake their hands or hey, I don't do oral unless you're wearing protection down there or hey, don't touch my that shoulder. That's a weird turn. <laughs> I mean, but it, you're it's, talking it's, about going out in public and like every like usual contact, and you're like, I'm not gonna give you oral unless if you wear gloves. Or so, I mean, who knows? I mean, this might make people like even weirder towards one another. Like how you accidentally talk to somebody and a little bit of spit comes off your bottom lip. Yep. Someone might lose their fucking mind after all this now. Like, is that what happened when you were shaking your shaking your shit? It didn't hit my lip. It hit my forehead. No, but like, were you talking to somebody and like you spit on them and then no, 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 call no, no, them no, no. a dirty girl? No, mm, that's nasty. 
took a weird turn. This podcast is getting off. You the took rails. a one eighty. I, I I just I looked in my mirror. You said no, fuck this. Took a four eighty. Um, yeah. See but, what you did there. Um. Anyways, though, going back to the coronavirus. Obviously, Max did mention this a little bit, but Mark Shapiro that it, it's a triple A belt. Oh, I see it. But uh, Mark Shapiro, who used to be the former Indians general manor- manager that is now the Blue Jays gen- general manager. I cannot say general manager. He says that the MLB would likely need a month of workouts and uh, exhibition games before the season gets started. So essentially you're getting spring training 2.0. I mean, you don't want people complacent and, you know, but like we were talking about once again coming back from our – makeshift uh secret location gym um if those these guys are smart millionaire baseball players you have a private gym in your own house all right i i give aew credit because they literally have people that are like pictures in the fucking crowd like that that's kind of funny like that's a they're going above and beyond aew i mean i don't care who wins the war between nxt or wwe and all elite wrestling but all elite wrestling is giving a little bit more compared to wwe like they actually have they're trying to make at least something in the seats but big facts but uh what were you, what were you just saying we we're talking about baseball and how spring training 2.0 may yeah, or may like, not it, happen. like if some of those guys are smart then they have gyms and they're using them right now you know um like if I like if like I, like I said, if I was a professional athlete and I didn't have a gym in my house, I'm finding somebody in my suburban development that most likely has one, or go to a team member's house and going to use theirs. Because as a manager, you got to think of my boys just sitting at home getting fucking fat. You know, like what are they doing? But I mean, if you have like. <sighs> I feel like that shouldn't be a concern just due to the fact that you're an adult and you're you're getting paid to play a kid's game. Like and that's n- nothing against our athletes out there either but like you're getting paid to play a game. You should at least do your part and stay in shape whatever way you can. Even if it is with bands and just working out and like I mean with bands I mean you could do a chest exercise you could work your arm. You could throw essentially a simulated game with the same motion of uh, throwing a fastball over your shoulder because you have a band. Like, I mean, like Max ended up mentioning, like he's playing catch with a weighted ball with his fiance. My one friend that I went to school with is playing catch with a regular baseball with his fi- with his wife. I almost said fiance, but they got married. But I mean, they're doing everything they can to stay loose because you know what happens when you don't stay loose. You've seen a baseball game before when there's a rain delay and that same pitcher doesn't stay in. What reason do they not stay in for? Because they couldn't stay loose. Yep. And that's when injuries happen. And, I mean, I I don't want to talk about the coronavirus anymore. I do want to hit on one more topic before we end up wrapping things up here. Um, Going back to your sanitation thing, wrapping things up. Um that's a condom joke. No, I, I got it. And for those of the those of you guys tuning in at home, that was a condom joke. But um, so Clemson quarterback, well, a little bit of a backstory. So obviously, you know that in college, that for the longest time, you were not able to pretty much have fundraisers, take handouts, give handouts, blah blah blah, and you weren't allowed this. 
and there you weren't able to use like you weren't able to make money off of your name and that's why ncaa football got canceled until hopefully this next year um but anyways, Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence and his girlfriend started a GoFundMe page for coronavirus victims, and the NCAA shut it down originally because mainly the fact of the matter being that they're trying to raise money. They're trying to make money. Who knows what it goes to? But the NCAA eventually down the line allowed the GoFundMe page because they realized that there's a time and a place. But obviously, I mean, I, I I guess the question is, is like, especially in NCAA football, when there's a set of rules, is now the possible time that that set of rules actually matter? Or are you able to kind of accustom those rules because there's a time and a place and there's a crisis going on? I like that. There's a time and a place and there's a crisis going on right now. It's not like... He's playing at the moment, and he's asking for a GoFundMe account. You know, like we're talking about, some of these guys are struggling. Like, it's none of our, and that's another thing I don't like. I don't like that they tell us how much these guys make. It's none of our fucking business. You know, the guy that's making ninety-one million dollars during this, you know, coronavirus, him and his family, they're going to be okay for a little bit until he goes back to work. But the guy making two hundred fifty thousand dollars or a little bit more than that, the guy that's not even touched million dollars. You know, he actually might need it, you know, a little. I mean, who knows? It depends on your situation, how good you're at financing your own money. But So David Burns uh, ended up commenting on our live stream, too, and ended up saying that he is watching from Cedar Hill, Texas. So shout out to Cedar Hill, Texas and David. David, thank um, you. Appreciate you for tuning in. But Riggs, going back to your point, though, when you say that number figure that they're throwing out, are you saying all professional athletes, like that shouldn't be any of our business, how much money they're making? Or are you saying in general, like that is why college players are more hungry to make money and make money off of their name because advertisements, contracts, for instance, go back to Ryan Tannehill. He's getting $91 million guaranteed. Is that making Trevor Lawrence, somebody that should be drafted in the NFL draft in 2021, that much more hungry to become an NFL quarterback because he knows how much money is there in that sport. Right, or it, and it also can make a guy, oh, okay, well, if he's getting this much, I feel like I'm better than him. I want this much. And then snap back to reality, they're not that good, and then now they're they're upset that they didn't make the big money or they're bad with finances. And I like I don't know, if I was making, if someone said, like, oh, Riggs is making $91 million, and the four-letter network put it out there, I'm going to be pissed off. Like, that's none of their business. Like, what if I'm walking? I don't have a dog, but what if I'm on the porch with my cat and someone's like, hey, $91 million, man, and then they want to fight me or rob me or worse. Similar to Tristan Thompson and his $80 million for four-year contract, and everybody called him $80 million and 80 mil. Exactly right. Like, that's – like I don't know. Like, it's that's, that's just – some things are just none of our business, and that's – to me, that's one of them. Like – and I don't want to sound, you know, like an after school special, but if people that go overseas that get shot and killed are not making $91 million, then why is this schmuck doing it? But that's a conversation for another day. Well, I mean, speaking of schmucks, Mitch Trubisky is signed to a four-year contract. And this is why I like the concept of having money being able to actually see how much they're making because it it, it makes you value the dollar just because how much is... So to speak, I guess to use a cliche, is the juice worth the squeeze? 
So is the juice worth the squeeze in Mitch Trubisky, four years, $29 million, and he's getting guaranteed $29 million with a signing bonus of $19 million. And they still have him until 2022, I believe, or 2021. But he could end up making, I'm seeing something here, according to Forbes, that he could end up getting a huge contract and getting a four-year, $134 million contract with $110 million guaranteed early in 2019. Obviously, that didn't happen because he fell apart. But, I mean, when you see that, and you end up comparing statistics along with dollar signs, it makes you wonder what exactly is worth that player. Like Mitch Trubisky to the Patriots. Obviously, he would love to play with New England because he's not that good right now. He needs that. Money doesn't matter. Your career, you make more money if you have a longer career and longevity. And that's the bottom line. Because the We Like Sports podcast said so. I had to. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> and I mean again, I mean other sports news out there. I mean, David ended up mentioning it too that the Clippers owner announced that he has purchased the forum for four hundred million dollars. That'd be the new stadium that they end up playing in, in the near future. Four hundred million dollars. Right. Damn, like dude. like I said, give me seven hundred thousand, dude, and it's it's not wow. Um, it says that, so here's the anti-competitive controversy according to wikipedia.com. Take the news as you will. But in March 2020, Steve Ballmer purchased a forum for $400 million, ending the lawsuit. The forum will continue to host concerts, and all venue employees who held jobs under the Madison Square Garden Company were offered jobs by Ballmer. So I guess that's kind of a cohesive unit. So he not only created jobs, but... I mean, think about that. When you're playing at the Staples Center with the Lakers and the Clippers, you're playing in the same area, having the same workers probably. Do you think that the Clippers actually becoming a better team? Kind And, I mean, obviously ownership has something to do with this as well. But do you think that that, that possibility of them playing in the same stadium at the Staples Center, same arena, if they didn't get better that they wouldn't care? But now that they have two good teams in L.A., they kind of want to profit on that area because you obviously have Clippers fans and you have Lakers fans. Sometimes that does carry over. Right. But you actually have that home field advantage now. I heard something today about if the Lakers didn't didn't find their own way out of the Staples Center that they were going to be the new Seattle Supersonics and move to Seattle. No fucking way. Because they're – Balmer tried to build another venue in Inglewood with the forum being there, and yep. they didn't want another uh, thing that brings in money. They didn't want to tax two things, so that's why he bought the uh, uh, forum. But, I mean, they're probably going to play basketball there in 2023 because their lease is up at the Staples Center. They still got to do that unless he wants to buy out of that. He said that, the, or according to Wikipedia, again, trust the news as you want, but the Clippers' current lease at the Staples Center expires in 2024. Or 2024. So, I mean, and again, does mention the fact that he wanted to build a new arena close to the forum. But, I mean, obviously, I mean, as a business person, looking at it from a business perspective, I personally think it's just because of the fact that they have two successful L.A. teams. You have two L.A. teams essentially playing in the same 
stadium for football, the Chargers and the Rams, that you have to eventually separate the two together. And yeah. I think that's the main reasoning why. Yeah, and I mean, not just that the, they're both good teams. The Clippers are showing independence. Like, because when I look at Staples Center, first thing I think of, I think of Kobe and Shaq. I think of the Lakers. I don't really think of the Clippers. I feel like the Clippers should have their own independence, have their own. And this is me hating on California. But Didn't the, you just say you loved California, or was that Miami? No, no, no I, I don't know. This is me hating on California because they have, like, everything possible that happens good for them. Move the Clippers to Seattle. They're not going to do that. I know they're not going to do that, but, like, they don't need that, you know. like I just, Seattle get a team. and we'll, we'll probably, now that they have the, the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, you'll probably get two, two teams out west, and then they'll reconfigure the uh, NBA. Yeah, I mean, I it's something that's happened recently, too, with the fact that you had Houston jump from the NL to the AL. So, I mean, obviously, yeah. reconfiguring d- divisions and setting that up from that perspective, obviously, it takes some time. But if you could do one team in the Eastern Conference, one team in the Western Conference, you have an even amount of teams, and then you have 34 teams. And that's the only way it works, because if you bring in one it's kind of like math with algebra. I fucking hate algebra, but whatever you do to one side, you have to do to the other to make an even division, even conference. But Riggs, it's about our time to go. Um, it is. How about you end up reading one more sponsor as well? Detroit Auto Parts, West Side, 4941 Pro Road, Cleveland, Ohio, 216-398-7373. Detroit Auto Parts. At 216-398-7373. All right. I mean, that's it for the Wheel Like Sports Podcast this time around. Make sure to catch us on Wednesday, 730 to 930 on Redline Radio LLC. Also, catch the replay on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and Anchor.fm, the Wheel Like Sports Podcast, 9 a.m. Thursday mornings, and also YouTube which would be the We Like Sports Podcast. So we'll definitely see you guys next week. Stay healthy out there. Stay clean. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Get a new mattress. That too. And we'll see you next week, hopefully with Keith and maybe with Austin. We'll stay tuned for that. But obviously with the crisis, everything's up in the air. As long as I'm Riggs and he's Peyton, we're good to go. Good to go. Take care. And in the words of Zack Ryder, Don't forget to like me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. Which our Facebook would be... We like sports. Our Twitter would be We Like Sports PC. And make sure to get our t shirt as well from teespring.com or buy us a coffee at buyacoffee.com. We also have a brand new website as well, which would be We Like Sports Network.com. Again, that's We Like Sports Network.com. Make sure to check us out next week for a brand new episode of the We Like Sports Podcast. My balls was hot. I understand. Hasta la vista, baby. Sports.